Thank you for listening to the Love Your Bod Pod. Before we dive in, just my usual disclaimer that this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and does not substitute individual, professional, medical, or mental health advice. Welcome back to the Love Your Bod Pod. I am your host. I'm Kara Carinza-Felli. I am at Kara's Kitchen on Instagram. Kara with a C, kitchen with a K. I help human beings transform their relationship with food, body, and themselves and their soul. I love this work. I'm so grateful for it. If you're a new listener, like, what up? Hey, welcome. So happy to have you here. If you're returning, thank you for coming back week after week, for devoting some of your time to this podcast and what I share. I'm so grateful that you are here. Today we have an awesome guest. Her name is Allie Nagel and we talk about her mission and her brand and her movement called Don't Call Me Pretty. It's about inspiring women to find worth outside of what they look like, but not meaning don't care about what you look like, just meaning make sure that you are connected to your inherent worthiness, which we dive into in the episode. We also talk about social media and how we're consuming media and marketing in 2019, some of the impacts it can have on us because she is also a social media strategist. And she, at the very end, she shares with you about an awesome mastermind group that she is creating for uh, women entrepreneurs and women business owners. So be sure if that's you, if you are a business owner, Uh, Be sure to listen to the end so you can learn about her mastermind. Uh, But before we dive in, I wanted to read you a recent ratings and review from the pod on iTunes. It says, Incredibly Necessary is the title, and it is from EAS 00000000. And it says, I started listening to this podcast after Kara was many episodes in, so I had the pleasure of binge listening. This came into my life at a very pivotal moment in my eating disorder recovery, and I credit Kara and her podcast as a huge part of my growth in the process I am still working on. I can't imagine life without this resource, and I hate that I have to wait for new content now. A must listen. Thank you, Kara. Dang! Okay, okay, okay. Just knowing that, like, some of y'all are like caught up with all of my podcast episodes and you're like waiting for a new episode to come out is like mind boggling. So cool. Did not ever think that that would be the case. Um, So I'm incredibly grateful and so happy that you guys are loving the podcast that much. That means the world to me. And also to know that There are people who like I've never met actually in person, but you've been listening to my voice for the last, I don't know how long I've been doing this now. I don't know, almost, I don't know, 10 months, nine months. Um, But that this is playing a part in your recovery journey and helping you heal is amazing and more than I could ever, ever have had hoped. So thank you so much for leaving that review, EAS, and then multiple zeros. Um, If you're getting a lot out of this podcast, please go leave a ratings and review on iTunes. That really is what helps keep the podcast going. It it like, it's a virtual little thank you note. Um, It helps it reach more people. It lets me know that you're liking it. And um, I am so grateful and appreciative of that because I put so much of my time and my heart and my soul into every episode. So thank you so much. And without further ado, let's get into this week's badass interview. 
Welcome back to the Love Your Bod Pod. Today, we really have a powerhouse of a guest. Her name is Allie Nagel, and she helps empower women who are feeling the pressures of perfectionism, and they want to push past gender stereotypes in order to reach their full potential. Using the mantra, our worth is not in the way we look, she spreads her message to her her community, hashtag don't call me pretty on Instagram. She also coaches women on how to make an impact and income on social media, hosts heal social media burnout workshops, as well as virtual webinars, sells merchandise with bold messaging, and features other inspiring women in her Women Crush Wednesday series. Allie Nagel, what's up, girl? Welcome to the show. Hey, Kara. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so nice to see you. Allie and I go back, I think, at least a year, right? At least? Yeah, I feel like maybe a couple years, actually. Really? Maybe. Yeah. I met you. So um, I met you at one of the shift retreats with Brandolyn. Uh huh. So people listening, Brandolyn was on episode fourteen. She was my life coach, and I sh- I was a participant at her retreats as well as chef at some of them. So that was in. Okay, yeah, that was twenty eighteen. It was last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, cool. So, so Allie and I both like have worked with Brandolyn and love Brandolyn and her retreats are amazing. Um, so yeah, I think we've known each other about a year. So welcome. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Um, let's just dive right in. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. One of my favorite quotes, the potent intense quote, but I love it. It says, you may be 38 years old as I happen to be. And one day some great opportunity stands before you and calls you to stand up for some great principle, some great issue, some great cause. And you refuse to do it because you are afraid. You refuse to do it because you want to live longer. You're afraid that you will lose your job or you're afraid that you will be criticized or that you will lose your popularity or you're afraid that someone will stab you or shoot at you or bomb your house. So you refuse to take a stand. Well, you may go on and live until you are 90, but you're just as dead at 38 as you would be at 90. And the cessation of breathing in your life is but the belated announcement of an earlier death of the spirit. And that's by Martin Luther King. So Allie, what had you decide to stand up and speak up so boldly about women no longer needing to be pretty, even though this idea and concept goes against the grain of a lot of traditional thinking and a lot of historical and cultural conditioning for women? Sure. Wow. I don't know how I can follow that quote right away. <laughs> it's so powerful, right? I love yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think... It stemmed from a lot of places. I actually started Don't Call Me Pretty as a, sorry, my dog's barking, as a uh, undergraduate thesis project. And I was looking at body image dissatisfaction for women, mainly in the Western United States. I was studying fashion marketing and uh, interning in the entertainment industry. And I saw constantly how the pressures of perfectionism and just the way that women are supposed to look in these industries is just so crazy. And these industries kind of set, quote unquote, set the standard for how we as regular women think that we need to look and act and be and present ourselves in the world. Um, So fast forward to a couple years ago, I was working with Women's March LA doing uh, their social media strategy 
And that really lit me up because I was like, you know what? I want to be an activist. I want to figure out how I can really hone in on my passion for women's issues and work to create some social change. So I started Don't Call Me Pretty on Instagram in 2016, and it's grown into this awesome community since then. And when I started it, I really was just like, okay, I did this project. This is something I care about. Maybe other people will care about it. And at first, again, I was talking mostly about body positivity and um, your worth not being in your weight and a lot of things like that. And it's just evolved into all these different um, topics that I'm passionate about. So it's been really, really rewarding. Mm, yeah. I didn't know you did social media for the Women's March. That's badass. Go girl. Thank you. Thanks. Yes, sister. So cool. So, so I get why you're passionate about it. And I, and I get that like you bared witness to the bar that is set to the standard that is mm -hmm. set. And what is the change that you're hoping to create and why is it so important that we actually change the narrative here? Like what's the underlying why and, and, and motivation? I think the underlying why is really going back and looking at my childhood and the way I was taught, necessar not necessarily by my family, more like by outside um, pressures, how I was taught to be and look and behave and all of these things. And especially being a, I, the way I look, I, I'm an attractive, thin, white woman. So I You're must tall. be happy. Yeah, and I'm tall too. So I must be must be happy, right? Because I have I've won um what's called like the genetic lottery in a lot of ways. But I've struggled with um disordered eating. I've struggled with the way I view my my body and my accomplishments and all of these things. And it's really I think like shaped the way I have relationships, romantically, friendships, work relationships, all of these things. So anyway, <laughs> I know I'm getting off, off topic a little That's bit. Beautiful. Thank you. Um, so for me, it's, it's really unlearning that way of thinking, right? That we, we see these people who are like physically perfect and think that, oh, their life must be perfect. Um, and they must be happy and not have any issues because how could they, right? Um, and how often do we see that on social media and namely Instagram? That's yeah. pretty much the message that's perpetuated there 24-7. It's just the highlight reel. So that's what we're seeing there. Um, so yeah, I mean, with Don't Call Me Pretty, I want to be as authentic and open and vulnerable and real as possible because for me, those are the most challenging ways of being. Mm -hmm. And I hope that in my doing that, I can inspire other people and, and women to do the same. Mm. Yeah, and something that really stuck for me is is how you were saying like, we have this idea in our heads that like if you're tall and thin and attractive and you're white and you kind of have, you've been dealt this quote, like really good card of hands that somehow your life should be really great and that you shouldn't really have that many issues or it's like, okay, well your life might suck, but like at least, at least you're pretty, you know what I mean? And so what ends up happening is we, 
we will think that if we just get thin enough or if we just get pretty enough that our problems won't go away or that we won't have insecurities. And what ends up happening is we might go through great lengths to get smaller and then realize that like life is still our life and our insecurities are still there that like being thin and pretty doesn't actually really solve these problems. Now that's not to say that like there aren't real advantages to meeting the standards or having some of the standards, right? Like there, there are very real advantages and privileges for sure. And having this conversation isn't to disregard that. Mm -hmm. And it's still worth noting that like, regardless of what you, you look like, it's not necessarily going to mean that you're going to have an amazing life, which I think is the, the message that I'm getting is that regardless of what you look like, it's really what's in our head and our heart you know, and the people we surround ourselves with and how we feel about ourselves. Exactly. I think um, it kind of goes back to, oh, there's some quote I love. I'll have to look it up and send it to you. But it's like, you know, if you, if you don't have a beautiful heart, then you're not beautiful on the outside. It's some kind of rendition of that. But um, I feel like also back to just what personally inspired me for this movement is the fact that I was trying to do modeling for a while and I felt like, okay, when I was a teenager, I knew that I wasn't going to fit into the standards of being a straight model because I wasn't thin enough. I didn't have the right body type. And that's when I developed an unhealthy relationship with food and just the way I looked in general. And then fast forward to, I don't know, like five years later, the plus movement started coming around. So I tried to pursue that and then I wasn't the right body type for that either. And so it just perpetuated this idea that, oh, my worth is in this, the way I look and it's in the, how much I weigh and the way, you know, my curves look and all of these things. So yeah, the biggest challenge has been unlearning that. And then also hearing a lot of other stories from women who come from maybe a similar background to me or are in these like looks-based or performance-based industries, I mean, how often like we're posting our faces on social media, we're, <laughs> we're in this industry too. So um, it's been a journey for me, but it's really rewarding when I get to hear it from other women too. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like you said, unlearning that our worth is in what we look like because we're, we're taught that. And there's also a lot of evidence for why that's true. Mm -hmm. And the impact, the impact is really great. You know, the, the self-esteem, the self-worth, the confidence is all affected by that reality. And so the only way that we're going to actually transform that is if we help women transform and we help women <laughs> reconnect to their inherent worthiness, you know, so that's really beautiful. I, I so feel you. I, I so, I so can connect. So tell us a little bit about don't call me pretty. You've talked about it a little bit, but like, how do you facilitate this message? How do you take action in the world? Sure. Well, um, like I mentioned before, I did just kind of start on social media and I knew I've always been passionate about public speaking and really just connecting with women in general and hearing their stories. Um, I prefer to do it in person, but you know, as, as much as I can have a face-to-face -face conversation. So I really wanted to translate that into the work I do with Don't Call Me Pretty. So 
after I started the account, it started to build a little bit of traction. And I had a few people reach out to me about hosting workshops and coming to do guest lecture and things like that. So that was awesome, like practice just to figure out, okay, what is this about? And what do I want to talk about? So I started doing that. Yeah, about two, two years ago. Um, and since then, I've developed a few different workshops. Um, one that I'm working with right now is healing social media burnout, which I think is so directly tied to Don't Call Me Pretty because it's, again, those pressures of perfectionism just for us in a different way. So I especially like to speak to um, millennial women entrepreneurs who are on social media for their business because it's not even just us posting images of ourselves. It's how our feeds look, how this content is performing, all of these things. Um, and how do we, how do we approach this burnout and then move forward and not beat ourselves up about it? So it's, I mean, it's similar to having a healthy body image too. It's just another relationship to a thing that's in our lives constantly. Mm. And I know personally, like I've been so impacted by my social media, like how well it's doing, how, what's my engagement rate, what's my repost, what's my reshare, like how many people are tuning into my stories, like all of that. Right. And then also comparing myself to other health coaches, like I'm not immune to this stuff. Like I'm a human <laughs> too. And, and I've really noticed the impact social media can have on my mental well-being, you know, and my state of mind. And that's a growing it's a growth opportunity and a growth experience and it's new. It's something I've had to navigate as I've become more public on line. And, you know, so yeah, I think that, and, and having a business in 2019 kind of means you need to be online. You need an online presence, you know, and social media is such a potent powerful vehicle for that. So yeah, I could see how women listening, if you have a business or you want to start a business, you would be such a great resource for them. Thank you. And I mean, the only, I didn't talk about this, but I mean, my background is being a social media strategist. I've been doing it for about five or six years now. Um, and I've worked again, like in fashion and beauty, entertainment. Um, so that's again, where this whole idea of don't call me pretty comes from, because I've worked on these huge campaigns where we're building this entire um like dream and facade of what social media can look like and not to say there's anything wrong with that because it's really fun to create magic like that um but i think just being transparent and honest that it takes entire teams to make these really beautiful curated images there are wardrobe stylists there are lighting um, designers there's multiple photographers makeup artists um so i think back to what you were saying about like the comparison vortex that's what i like to call it <laughs> i like that is you know we we're consuming media in a different way right now in 2019 because we're seeing these editorial images that we'd normally see in magazines maybe when we were teens and we were comparing ourselves to those people there. But now we're just 
seen them, you know, every day, multiple times a day on our phones, which is actually pretty crazy if you think about it. Mm. And next to just like our friends. Yep. Like mixed right in. It's like when it, at least when it was in a magazine, it definitely had this a little bit more of like a separation, more mm-hmm. of a distinction of like, oh, this is a fashion magazine. Now it's just like right in with cat videos, pictures of your aunts, pictures of your nieces and nephews, you know, like. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I also want to speak to that because I think there's us comparing ourselves with like these idealistic versions of people. Uh, like celebrities and influencers with huge followings, but there's also the people that we compare ourselves to who are maybe kind of like our peers. So our friends, uh, fellow coaches, people like that, where, oh, okay, well, you know, their post is performing like this and they're posting this much. So I'm, I must need to be posting that often. And I mean, it can, it can really get ugly if we let ourselves do it. So in these, back to what I was saying about these workshops is I really offer tools to get out of the burnout and to, when you, when you do feel like the burnout is coming on, how you can approach it in order to not feel so awful when it does happen, because it's, it's going to happen. I'm Mm. not going to, yeah, I'm not going to say like, oh yeah, there's, there's a magic pill you can take where social media will never make you feel bad about yourself. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. Yes. So it's not about figuring, it's not about this never happening again. It's actually empowering you so that when it does happen, it doesn't swallow you alive. You can like, yes. pull yourself out of it. You have tools to get yourself out of it, which is kind of all personal development work and self-help work, all mm-hmm. of that stuff. It's not that like, it's not that shit doesn't ever happen again. It's just that you're not more <laughs> equipped to deal with it powerfully. Yes, yeah. totally. And I think it is a definitely like a new territory because not that many people are talking about it. I mean, I definitely see I, and know that women you and I both know and follow are very honest and vulnerable and like have beautiful messages on their social media that are very relatable. But that's a very small sample of what is actually out there. Um, and even when I do host these workshops, I, I always have an, a part of the activity is that we look through our feeds and try to find two accounts right off the bat that inspire us. And if you can't find them right off the bat, that probably says that you're not following the right people and you should be curating a more empowering and positive presence for yourself and then for also the people who follow you. Mm, Yes. Yeah. We've talked about that a couple of times on the podcast of like, Mm -hmm. I've created such a little positive bubble for myself online. And then I go out in the world and I'm like, oh, wait, whoa, people are, (laughs) we haven't evolved out of diet culture yet, but I'm in this anti-diet bubble online. So Mm -hmm. I so get that. Right. And you actually have to go and do that. Like you have to consciously curate, right. And create that environment. So, so beautiful and helpful. One of the things I really am excited to talk with you about, and I really want your perspective on is like, what is the role of women's beauty? Because like women are really beautiful. Like we are sexy. We are pretty, all of these things, like that's actually valid. So like, 
where does the role of beauty play? And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I've really been sitting with the reality that female beauty has been turned into a weapon against women, causing more harm than like us feeling empowered by the fact that like, yeah, we are sexy and beautiful and all of that stuff. So like, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? And, and what role does beauty play in the world? So right away, I thought of Lizzo. I don't know if you're familiar with her and her music and her persona. Actually, a client texted me last week and said, hey, check this girl out. And I haven't done it yet. So, okay, go ahead. Oh my gosh, you would love her. She is, she's just, I think she's a great example of this because she um, is definitely plus, like visibly plus, and she also does not hold back and is very like sexy she embodies just like the divine feminine and she just like gives no fucks okay you can swear on here this is me you're talking okay. to <laughs> yeah that's what I thought I was like I don't think this is pg but <laughs> no, it is explicit well and that's part of what she does like people are so enamored by what she posts and talks about because it's so unfiltered. It's literally just her and she's stunning. And she's, like I said, she's sexy and all of these things, but she, she holds space for all these different parts of herself so well in a way that I think is really groundbreaking because not only is she a black, bigger performing artist, woman, which is like, there's, you know, so many, like, so many ways that she's breaking stereotypes. But she's also just like living it. She knows she's hot. She knows she's talented. She's super smart. She's a classically trained flutist, which I think is awesome. (laughs) I played the flute. Um, (laughs) Obviously, I'm a fangirl. But I think there's still this issue where like, yeah, we do see some women like her that, and she's starting to get to be more mainstream, which is amazing, but we don't see enough women like embodying sexiness from the female gaze. It's Mm. still like, it's still, I think, manipulated and not necessarily for like the traditional like norms of the patriarchy, but it's like, oh, well, this is what I think I need to look like in order to feel good about myself. Um, and I know like I, I struggle with this all the time, but even just like, okay, you know, you hear women saying, oh, I'm getting dressed up because I'm going on a date or like I'm trying to get this guy's attention. And I know this is a very like um, cis, like straight way to talk about things and not everyone has this experience, but I think we're still very influenced by this way of thinking. And like, I do follow creators and influencers who talk more about I'm doing this for myself because this is the way I want to present myself. But I still find myself like last week I, I did a workshop and I was like, okay, do I look like, is this too sexy? Is this okay? Is, am I showing too much skin? Like, but this is me, you know? So (laughs) this is how I want to be and how I want to show up. So I think maybe 
it's still going to take a long time for us to be okay with that um, and own all, all of these parts, like our beauty and our sexiness and our um, just our like woman power, mm. which I mean, we got to do some of that at the yes event. So that was awesome. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So I think the, the, the example that you gave with like Lizzo, like really owning herself and really owning her own version of beautiful and her own version of sex sexuality and her own version of femininity and feminine power is actually the role that it plays. And I really loved how you said, we don't often look at women's beauty through the female gaze. It's always through the male gaze. And so while I think that like by default, a lot, you know, straight men are going to find women beautiful. I mean, you can find any, no matter what you're gender you're interested in, you can find beauty in other people. But the role, I think that was really potent of like, what's the role of female beauty as it relates to the female gaze? And there's this sense of empowerment and this sense of like, of coming from a place of personal power, not like obedience and like, I must be pretty, but like owning it. Ooh, that was good. I'm going to steal that from you, Kara. (laughs) What did I just say? Um, not coming from a place of obedience, but just owning it. Mm. Wow. That's really good. Let's see. And I do actually want to mention because I've been having more uh, male strangers <laughs> sliding into the DMs lately. Actually, on my personal account, because I post mostly just photos of myself there and so I had a guy recently who said, so I, he said, I don't get it. Are, do you have issues with being attractive or being called pretty? And I actually, like, I took the time to write out a nice message. And because at first I was like, oh, man, this is so annoying. Like, I get these all the time. And but he came at it from a perspective of like, he really wanted to learn and know. So I like I said, I took the time to write it out and like give him a, a a clear response. And I said, no, it's not that I don't like those things, but I like to be valued for more than that. And I like to be recognized for more than that too, because that's just one aspect of who I am. And I know that's really hard on social media because you are only seeing the visual aspect, but that's why we do these captions. That's why we do the Instagram stories and share our writing and our work and all of these things because it's a reminder that we are these three-dimensional <laughs> humans. We're not just images on a page. Mm, yeah, we're multidimensional. And I think that it's okay to own your sexuality and to own your beauty and to own the fact that like people are attracted to the physicalness. But I think that too often it, it becomes too much of our priority or too much of our focus, or it distracts us from our inherent worthiness and inherent enoughness. And if we don't think that we're pretty enough or beautiful enough or sexy enough, we just think we're not enough. Well, and I think too, that sometimes people feel like maybe I'm attacking or, or not attacking, but like putting down women who do make a profit off of being beautiful and all of these things. And it's not that like, I mean, I'm, I'm friends with women who are swimsuit Instagram influencers and, 
you know, have careers like that. And I think it's really interesting because what they're doing is just, you know, they're cashing out on this male gaze and that's, that's fine because that's the way that our society is programmed. And, you know, we're, we're still women just trying to survive and get equal pay and (laughs) have careers that inspire us. So I think maybe this kind of change isn't going to happen within our generation, but I definitely see it like Gen X is their, their uh, style of posting and what they share is much different than what we do. Um, And I feel like maybe it is a little more vulnerable and less filtered. So hopefully we'll see some change there. Mm, Yeah. I think it's just us not being imprisoned by the beauty standard, but being empowered by it because we're imprisoned by it right now. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. The power of female beauty is used against us. It doesn't, I feel like too many of us are disempowered by it. And I would really love to see a shift in that because like women are beautiful, all different shapes and sizes, like our curves, like we are and it's okay. (laughs) And, and let's figure out a way to shift and transform the narratives, the way that our society is set up so that like all of us are empowered by our female sexuality, you know, all of that stuff. So a couple of last questions here and we'll wrap this up. If you could tell women one thing, what would it be? I think to not be afraid to be their real authentic selves in every area of their life on and offline. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Like fully self-expressed to you, like really owning how that's landing for me is like really owning your power and owning yourself and like giving yourself permission to actually be who you are. Cause like too many of us grow up being, like you said, being quiet, told to smile, told we're too much, told we're too needy, whatever. Right. Like, and so we, we dim our light, we contract. So actually giving yourself permission to really be your most authentic self. I love that. Thank you. And advice for your 20 year old self. Ooh. (laughs) First of all, you don't need to straighten your hair. Your curls rock. They do. Fuck yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Second, you do not need to fit a space because someone else is making you feel that you need to be that person. You can be your your own person and really, again, show up how you want to show up and be the best, the best and biggest expression of yourself in every way. And also know that um, there's going to be a lot of challenges and obstacles along the way. And you're going to do things you can, you will regret, but that doesn't mean you can't love yourself along the way. Love that. Unconditional love. Okay. And last but not least, where can everybody find you? And please tell us about your virtual mastermind that's coming up here. Yay. Awesome. So you can find me on Instagram at don't call me pretty underscore. There is an underscore (laughs) at the end. So don't forget. Um, I also have a website. Don't call me pretty.net. Kara is actually going to be featured there as a Women Crush Wednesday. So really excited. That will be live by the time this interview is live. Cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) And then I'm really excited to talk about 
this virtual mastermind program for creative women entrepreneurs that I've been working on. It's called Influential Influencers, and it's really for women and change makers who want to connect with other women in the same space and get feedback in a way that is impactful and a way that we can hold each other accountable for this work that we're doing and trying to accomplish here. And in the group, I think there, so there is a chronic illness warrior. She's really awesome. There's also a couple health coaches. So we have a really diverse and awesome group of women already. There are, let's see, three spots left and it's starting hopefully the first week of June, just trying to fill those three spots. So I do have a promotion going if you want to register in the next week. There's a discount, so you can contact me, info at don'tcallmepretty.net for more information. Yay, amazing. I think tribe learning, like being able to bounce ideas off of people and get support from women going through the same thing is like epic. And you know this because we've both worked in retreats and masterminds. We've both participated in them ourselves, so we know the benefits. So if you're interested, if you're growing an online business, if you are an influencer, you want to expand your reach as an influencer, you should definitely hit up Allie. Thank you so much Yay. for being here, girl. It's so great to chat with you. This is such an important topic and I love what you're up to. Thank you. I feel like we covered a lot of great stuff today. Yeah, it's going to be a great episode. So if you guys liked it, go give Allie a follow, share it on your Instagram stories and be sure to tag us. We love you. All right, friends, that's all for this week's episode. I hope you got a lot out of this. Uh, If you did, share it with some people in your life. Be sure to check out and reach out Allie. She's a doll. I adore her. And I will see you guys all next week. Thank you so much.